Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, and Captain Patrick. We are your crew navigating the latest boating news and information. And, uh, you know, we don't have Barry. We don't have Rusty. We don't have Mike the Mariner. We don't need him. It's just a skeleton crew this week. We don't need him. We don't need him? No. We got a Pat. uh, We we got Captain Patrick as our captain. We have me as your first mate. Yeah, what exactly? What else do you need? There's really no other. Did you promote yourself? I said first mate. Yeah. I've always been Greg, your first mate. Come on. No, you've been Greg, your first mate, not my first mate. No, no, I'm Greg, your first mate. I mean, towards our passengers. No, you're not instilling any confidence in them. Wrong, wrong, wrong. They believe us. They like us. They actually listen to us and leave voicemails through worldofboating.com. Let's see what we got today. Hello, you all there at World of Boating. My name is Daryl Grobe, and along with my wife, Lisa, we are uh, pretty big-time cruisers. We try to spend seven to nine months a year out on our trawler. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give some uh, major advice to people. If they're looking for some place new and exciting to boat, Try the Great Lakes. We're about to start our second year, as soon as all the ice melts, our second year on the Great Lakes. Uh, we're planning on spending five years uh, there. Okay. And it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, you can go to the St. Lawrence Seaway to visit Montreal and all of Quebec and Ottawa and Toronto and nice. all the places on the on the U.S. side. This next season, we're going to be going into Lake Erie. So we'll go through the Welland Canal and we'll end up at Sandusky and even try to make it up to Detroit. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Great Loop is going to be closed for several months this summer because of the uh, some work done on the blocks on the Illinois River. So I encourage anybody that's doing the Great Loop, come on back to Lake Ontario and uh, go up to Montreal and St. Anne de Bellevue and Ottawa and, and enjoy some really great cruising conditions and some wonderful destinations. Hmm. Love the show. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Wow. He loves the show. Do you hear that? He didn't say he likes Mike the Mariner, Captain Rusty or Barry. He said he likes the show. So bet, I'm taking full credit for it. I bet he's your first mate. I bet he's one of those listeners who actually doesn't mind listening to the show. What are you, what are you trying to say? That he doesn't want to see us? No, because we had our... Uh, oh, the guy from our, our, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that ringing endorsement. We were getting t-shirts made, right? Is yeah. going to be the new tagline for the Possibly. show? Right. Don't even mind airing the show. Yeah. Yeah, the board op at one of the radio stations. Yeah. Perfect. Said, yeah, this is one of the only shows I don't actually mind airing. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. You got to love that. Yeah. Well, when no. we talk, when we're talking about the Great Loop uh, yeah. for... Those of our listeners who don't know what it is or they're just not inclined to Google search <laughs> the Great Loop. Um, well, there's many different definitions that might come up if you do that, so be careful. Well, you just got to be The Great Loop of boating. Well, for boating, maybe. The L on your keyboard is down and to the left from the P, so you want to be careful 
mm. um, where your fingers are right. uh, when you're typing that in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you haven't done the Great Loop, or if you're if you're not aware of what that is, oh it, my gosh, that's disgusting. It's a. Uh, you said it. I had to look it up. I knew you would. Wow. This is why you're not the first mate. Uh, it's a continuous waterway uh, that recreational mariners can travel. That includes part of the Atlantic, uh, the Gulf, intercoastal waterways, the Great Lakes, Canadian Heritage Canals, and the inland rivers of uh, America's heartland. So, and anyone who actually completes the journey uh, is then named an official looper. Now, I don't know how you would go about certifying Wait, uh, looper or loopy looper. Because I'm loopy sometimes. You, you would you would be a you loop, are kind of loopy sometimes. You would be a looper uh, if you completed the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, you know, some will do it in. I mean, it's one continuous journey. Uh, either they've uh, retired and this mm-hmm. is what they want to do, or um, they're just at a point in their life where they can afford to do it. Uh, others will do it in stages. You know, they'll move their boat. You know. Uh, Go boating for a week or two weeks and then go home and then come back and, you know, kind of do it that way uh, until they actually complete it. So it's it's going up. Let's say if you started down, uh, let's say Jacksonville, mm-hmm. um, you'd go all the way up the entire uh, eastern seaboard, come in through the St. Lawrence Seaway, uh, come down into the Great Lakes, um, come down uh, the Illinois River down in Mississippi um, come out into the Gulf, uh, travel along the Gulf states, you know, the coasts, right. uh, back towards Florida, come around all the way through Florida. You don't even know there's a map and it shows it cutting across Okeechobee. That's cheating. You that got count if you do that. You got to go all the way around the state of Florida. If you want to be a real looper, you know, um, and then you're, you're back up and it's a, it's a, uh, we've had some, uh boaters on the show years past that were in the process of doing it uh one <laughs> i remember they uh their beloved uh sea ray uh, they had something like some crazy like twelve thousand hours on this boat mm-hmm. um and it finally just gave up the ghost so to speak when they were up in chicago and so they were in like halfway through and they they, they were of a means where they went and they bought another boat <laughs> to finish the trip. And I'm not talking about a little boat. They bought a 38-foot uh, uh, yacht to, to finish the uh, the trip. Nice. Um, so that is uh, basically the Great Loop. And what our caller was uh, talking about is the Illinois, Illinois Waterway, um, if you are not aware, and if you are going to be up in that area. Uh, the locks up there are in desperate need of maintenance. Um, so they're doing it and shutting them down for the, a while. The huh? Army Corps of Engineers is involved. They're closing seven locks on the Illinois River, which essentially closes the waterway from July 1st. Mark this on your calendars. Mm-hmm. Get your pencils out. Get your smartphones. From July 1st, 2020 through October 29th, 2020, which pretty much by October, you're done boating up there anyway. Um and there's really not a good time to do this type of maintenance because you're thinking, oh, man, why are they doing it in the middle of boating season? The boating season up there is so short. Why are they doing it then? Because they can't work 
if when it's, it's frozen. <laughs> Correct. So I get it. You know, they, they've got it. They're, they're in a no win situation. So yeah. don't blame the Army Corps of Engineer. Uh, it, it's, it's just they've got to make do with the time that they've got in order to get these locks, um, repaired. So, um, how, how, uh, isolating is doing the, the loop like that, by the way? Oh, you're done. You're, 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 you're not. What do you mean you're done? Well, no, I'm just saying, is it like you get on your boat and you start this and uh, you don't see people for days because you're doing this big loop or are you stopping along the way? Oh, no. If you're if you're doing the loop, if you're actually running the loop, I thought you were talking about the, the, the waterway closing. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing a great loop, you're making your stops. You're making fuel stops. You're stopping for, and it depends on what you want to do. I mean, it, some people, it's all about finishing the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. Mission. I'm sure you've got your subsets within the loopers of who's done it in the least amount of time. Um, you know who's the, you know who's done it the quickest. Um, right. I just like you know it's not like traversing the Atlantic is my point. You you can break it up and and you don't have to you know. Uh, well, no, that's take that's, a volleyball and start talking to them to keep you company. Well, no, that's why I said earlier uh, if you were listening, which again is why you're not never the first mate. Uh, people will do it in stages mm. where they will go for a week, move their boat, right? Um, stop, yeah. go home, wherever home may be, mm-hmm. you know, work for a week, two weeks. They got a three-day or weekend. Or they- that maybe that what they want to do is do it nonstop and like do it during flu season, you know, avoid all the viruses and stuff and just, you know, you go on your boat for an extended period of time and, and kind of, you know, uh, two birds, one stone kind of thing because you'll be kind of isolated, putting yourself in isolation. Because you're doing the Great Loop, I'm just saying, you you could like uh, combine some, you know, uh, ideas and, and missions. We're not combining that idea. Why? Um, because it's stupid. I think I've told you before. You know, when you have a boat like that and you live on it, I mean, that's the first line of defense or fallback position. Yeah, you know, when the zombie apocalypse takes zombies, place. we we it's already been proven zombies can walk underwater. No, I yep. don't think it has. Yes, they, they, I don't know it, what scientific journals you're googling. But they're dead. They can walk underwater. They can't breathe though. They don't have to breathe. They don't know how to they're swim. They're dead. They don't know how to swim. They know how to walk. Nope. Nope. Yes. Yes. You're not ro- watching the right shows. I watch The Walking Dead. I know how it's going to be. I'm saying boats are the answer. Just another little added value of having your own vessel that you can retire to to live on or you know do the great loop all right we got more coming up on the world of boating you're listening to the world of boating radio network hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet it's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products i personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures however i do believe in sharing the joy and this is why we've added nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments underwater photographers listen up from their high impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast it won't be long before my ship comes in gonna sail right out of colorado this is the world of boating greg your first mate that i am your first mate i'm talking to you right now and whether Patrick wants to claim me or not, that's his issue. But Captain Patrick is uh, on board as well. The only way I'm claiming you is when you have a toe tag. Hmm. Well, that's nice of you. Thank you. At least I'll know I'll not be set adrift at sea. I didn't say that. Uh-oh. Anyway, uh, so this Great Loop thing is kind of cool. The locks are shut down July 1st through October. The Illinois River. In the Illinois River. Okay. So you can't really do it if you're coming from up there, at least. Right. There's, there's some options that are out there. Workarounds? Uh, some possibly. So you can linger longer on the Great Lakes and start the inland rivers later than usual. Uh, you can leave the Great Lakes earlier than usual. Uh, you can extend the season for cruising the Great Lakes and then store the boat for the winter of 2020 and continue the loop in 2021. Or you can go up and just do it and go up to the locks and go, no! I didn't know they were closed. Yeah, try that uh, excuse of, I didn't know. Can't you please just open them? Mm, no, they won't. Yeah. They won't uh, do that. You could haul the boat near Chicago and ship it to the upper Mississippi, which uh, for a lot of people... <laughs> that's just not happening and i think that um you don't get to claim 
those miles as part of the great loop you have to do it by water um or you can loop clockwise so coming back to your point uh you can go the opposite direction look you know remember though uh boaters are just one line away from fishermen they're kind of almost by default and we know how honest fishermen are so take that use it accordingly Yeah, well, nothing like uh, insulting our... Did I do the Great Loop? Oh, yeah, of course I did the Great Loop. Went all the way around there. Did it in Lake Conway. Yeah. (laughs) Did the Great Loop. Um, Oh, you said Loop. I'm sorry. Well, if you were over in Europe, it would be the Great Lou. Okay. Uh, All right, so let's say you're doing the Great Loop, and uh, you're getting down towards Florida, and you're heading for the Keys. And you need a place to stop. Okay. Now, this is a bargain. I know that, that, that uh, your buddy who's selling his place on the west coast of Florida, that was a pretty good deal. Oh, okay. the condo guy? That was a pretty good deal. Right. This yeah, is outstanding. And, uh, and honestly, even though this is, this is a fair amount of money for the location, this is a pretty damn good deal. Okay. Where at in the Keys? Because okay. that's a large well, swath well, of land there. Hold on. So... Are you familiar with the Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Uh, am I familiar with the? Yeah. Are you familiar? It's the. He's a brand. Okay. Yeah. Are you familiar with Junior? Well, is he? he's the racer that was. He's the retired racer. Okay. Dale Earnhardt's son. Right. Okay. So, um, he is selling his custom Civil War era Florida home for... million. Oh, bargain. Now, wait. By any standard. Located in Key West. Yeah. That's a bargain. The home was built in 1863 Hmm. and has been thoroughly remodeled and updated with extra pirate swag. Ooh, they got a lot of that down there. This is a 3,306 square foot home. Um. It boasts some serious nods to the area's rich pirate history. Uh, so part of this was featured on the DIY network uh, renovation realities, Dale Jr. and Amy. Yeah. Um, so he's got mermaids, fishnets, and sea creatures hung around the home. Uh, pirate themes can be found. Just wait, wait, hold on. The, the mermaids have a tendency to smell after a while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's probably had them taxidermied. Oh, okay. Uh so, uh, pirate themes can be found just about everywhere, especially in the kitchen, which was designed by Dale himself to resemble a pirate ship, complete with a large ship's wheel at the end of the bar. No, that'd make great for, uh, you know, pictures and parties when they get all liquored up, hang out in the kitchen. You know, they do their selfies, uh, you know, taking control of the kitchen. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's five bedroom, five bath. Uh, comes with plenty of other little pirate perks, like a well, little it has guest to be house, right, right there by uh, what Duval Street, right? It's, it? it's got. I mean, Key West is only so big, right? So it has to be in that that uh, Victorian <laughs> mansion area, a stone's yeah. throw, um, literally. Uh, it's got a secret hatch door to observe people in the parlor, and a gate that opens from the second floor balcony that allows people to walk the plank into a pool that's 14 feet deep. So, Otherwise known as a diving board. You're not allowed to have diving boards anymore. Well, yeah, I know. That's why they called it a plank, a pirate's plank. 
That's how they got around that one. I can tell you that yeah, right now. Yes. So, but regardless, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of those old Victorian mansion type things down there in Key West, and they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, they, a lot of them have been converted into like bed and breakfast uh, places, and that would be kind of a neat thing. Uh, it sounds kind of cool. Well, you got it. And again, three point seven million. Well, let's just oh, round, bargain. Let's just bargain. round up. Let's just round up and say four million. Yeah. But four million in Key West for a house like that is a, uh, four million. Is, is a pretty is a pretty. <laughs> no, I think it's deal. pretty much four million dollars now. Okay. Let's say uh, you bypassed your your Civil War era mansion. And you decided to come up the East Coast, and you take a trip over to Disney. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg, a couple weeks ago, we're all well aware of what happened on the Jungle Cruise. Ah, uh, yes. I did hear about this. Yeah, but we heard about it. I mean, did that make the national news? It you did. Think? It did. And those people got the best ride of their lives. Okay. What an adventure. First of all. Because it is. And it's an adventure cruise, a jungle it's adventure. It's not. Cruise. What do you mean it's not? It's it was for not. them. It's not. Uh, first of all, that water is pretty nasty because that water circulates. That's what's known as their dark water. That circulates all the way around the park. That's part of the moat for the castle and, you know, all other kinds of stuff. So, I mean, it's it's. Uh, Walt Disney was pretty shrewd, man. He figured out how to uh, filter water and... And how and, to not and, filter it, make yeah, it look like the Nile River kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's let's face it. You're talking about something that at its deepest point is five feet deep. Yeah. Okay. And this boat was in no danger of sinking. You know not why? Because it's only five feet deep. Because it's on a track. These are not free-floating boats. Uh, well, they, they, I thought they do float, but they float within a track. Yeah, but they're not, they're not. They are boats, but they're in like a railing track, so they can't deviate so yeah, far. Yeah, but they're, yeah, on, they're on a track system. It's okay, not like so they're going to go still sink. No, they're not going to sink. It's five feet deep. The boats are 10 feet. Uh, well, I mean, the seats are lower than, lower than 10 feet. From what I remember. It's the part that's under the water that you can't see, Yeah, but their butts will get wet. I'm telling you, it was a great adventure, it sounds like to me. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. We are your crew navigating the latest boating news and information. Uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise here in Orlando, Florida, where we're based out of, had an incident a couple weeks ago where the uh, cruise sank. The boat it sank. Did, it didn't sink. Well, they had an incident. It took on water. How long do you figure it took the uh, passengers to realize this wasn't part of the experience? Because <laughs> they probably thought, oh, wow, this is awesome so realistic yeah i i I didn't get this much water on the long ride you know what i'm saying Uh i i i wonder i'm guessing it took them a little bit to figure out that this wasn't part of the the shtick because you know the uh drivers of the jungle cruise are quite the comedians that's how uh steve martin got his start did you know that in disneyland is working in a magic shop 
Yeah, but he also did the Jungle Cruise, I believe. So did Kevin Costner. Well, okay. There we go. Disney trivia for you. And so did 5,000 other people that never got famous. But they were (laughs) comedic geniuses, according to the script that they were given to read verbatim. Yeah, that that Albert Schweitzer Falls thing (laughs) never gets old. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but do we know much about the incident? Like you said, it was only five feet of water, so nobody was really in any kind of danger. But I do wonder if there was any kind of, you know, sudden like, and like, you know, they kind of hit something or whatever that caused There's nothing to hit. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying what caused it. To, what did they hit? What, what did, did they did the thing Walt start, Disney's frozen corpse? <laughs> could be. You said it was dark water. <laughs> Hey, that wasn't a log. Oh my gosh! There's, there's, there's. That was a head. That was. It's, it's, it's so. Uh, how do I want to say? It's so. It's so pasteurized. You know that experience. I mean, nothing ever goes wrong on Disney property. And I'm pretty sure when they put out the official press release from Disney, it will be that this boat sank or took on water outside of Disney property. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll spin it to where it didn't actually happen mm-hmm. at Disney. All right. Well, everybody survived. That's the, the bottom line. How could they not? They walked from the boat yeah, over they, to the shoreline. To the shore. Where you know why? Because it was, in, it was like, waiting. by the time they got over the side of the boat, the deepest part is five feet. Yeah. They're in, now they're in two feet of water. Right. But they have to, you know, climb the pole and the rhinoceros is taking his horn up their keister. Remember that scene? That's on the Jungle Cruise, isn't it? All right. Sorry for that mental image. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Batten down the hatches. Aye, aye, sir. Man the mouse sprint. Stow the mizzen mast. Jive the jib boom. Hoist the main sole and lower the tatter sole. Look sharp, lad. Pike the starboard hatch the leeward. Thwarts and trim the scuppers of the port poop deck. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. We are your crew navigating the latest boating news and information. All right, so uh, there are a few other stories. These are even more closer to home uh, as opposed to the Disney thing. No, these are further away from further home. away. Oh, okay. I thought you said they were going to be more localized. Or you mean for? Who? I, gave, I gave you one that was more local. Oh, as that we was... left Key West and came up the East Coast. Oh, Florida. okay. And now and we're then, done with that. Now we're done with Disney. It's time to move on to other more to, to broaden our horizons. Yeah. So so hold on Both. tight because now we're going to talk statistical analysis. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Um, about a week or so ago, uh, this uh, research company, um, Rollick. Um, okay, research company. Who cares who they are? But what did they say? What did they say? Well, they didn't say anything. They, 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 <laughs> what do you mean they didn't say anything? They published some research. That, what is the research? Well, they sent out a study. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they did a recent survey of over 2,000 boat owners across 16 boat and engine manufacturers. Okay. And what they're looking for is the root of customer satisfaction when it comes to boats um, or 
what are those dissatisfiers? Okay, uh, so not specific to one particular bland, uh, brand, but no. just boating, period. Correct. Okay, so what makes boaters happy is what they're trying to find out, kind of? Well, what makes them happy, what keeps them happy, what makes them dissatisfied? Because we know dissatisfaction um, is huge with with boaters, especially somebody who buys a new boat because it's painful well when you look at your bank account and how much it's been drained no that's that's not it it what it is is you spent a large amount of money on something that you your expectation may be unrealistic in that you expect it to be perfect and not have any problems based on the amount of money that you spent on it okay okay and it's not the case. We know it's not the case. We we see it with homes that are custom built. We see it with homes that are that are mass produced built in subdivisions. You know, they're 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 not perfect. You There's know, always little things that you find. There are always little things. There's a punch list. We see it with cars. I mean right. car manufacturers issue recalls. You know, there's service bulletins. Mm-hmm. There's things that come up. If car manufacturers didn't have any issues their service departments would be ghost towns. And if you go by any service department of any major car dealership any day of the week, except probably for Sunday, it's it's probably you got it's full. Right. You know, people are bringing in their cars, whether it's a warranty issue or possibly a non-warranty issue, but they feel it's a warranty issue. True. It, it, it's what it is. And with boats, we're talking about something that is hand-built. I, I can't tell you the number of people that... When they come to the the plant, and on those days when I'm tasked with conducting a factory tour, that they're amazed at the number of hands that touch these boats, yeah. whether it's a 19-foot or whether it's a 42-foot yacht. They've seen all the videos of the robot arms doing all the But that's not, robots don't build it. Not boats. It can't. Right, because you're talking fiberglass and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's it's just there's a lot. Even though the manufacturing processes have gotten a lot better, the tolerances have gotten a lot tighter. And I believe you may know someone personally in your family who is working on stuff like that. What? Who? It's <laughs> um, trying to uh, design right the engineering aspects of of animating some of those <laughs> jobs like. Like Patrick's describing, so <laughs> he's building the computers. When when we when we're looking at that stuff, mm-hmm. it, it's there's still some custom in every boat. Well, there's a lot. Okay, I didn't. I, I'm not saying there's a lot. There's still some custom. As streamlined as the processes have become, and you're building, say, one particular model boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're saying I, from your experience, when they come in for a tour, they they always seem surprised how many people are actually putting their hands and working on it right. from a hand's perspective. That, okay. that it, it, that it is truly a hand-built part. Right. That it is custom-built. Yep. And each one of these boats that is in production has been ordered. Nothing is going into manufacturing stock got it either a dealer is going to put it in their inventory or somebody has ordered it from the dealer whether through a boat show or they came into the dealership yeah and that boat is 
being built. I'm following one up the line right now in the yacht building for a customer out of Ohio mm-hmm. um, who's coming to the factory actually on Monday um, to meet up, and I'm going to show him the process of progress. I've been sending him daily pictures because even though that's not really um, my area of responsibility within the organization, <laughs> it was really it was a funny phone call because. I had been asked by the dealer to contact them and, and find out where the boat was within the production process. So when I started communicating with the customer, he's like, well, I want to come to the factory and, you know, I want to be able to, uh, you know, kind of see where it's at and kind of get a good look and, you know, what day would be good and all that. And I said, well, let me do this. I'll get you turned over to our sales department, mm-hmm. to the RSM that handles your dealership. And I, I'm telling you, not five minutes after I sent that email, my phone's ringing and it's this customer on the phone and he goes, you ain't handing me off on some damn salesman. Oh, he's like, if I wanted a salesman, I, I'd have the dealer come down. Okay. I want to. I want to talk with the guy who's going to tell me what's what. And I was told, Patrick, that you're that guy. Aha! Uh-huh. And it was like, okay, Mister Customer, not a problem. I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. Well, um, there you go. So, you know, this is going to be one of those when he comes in and he's going to see, you know, just the amount, and he's been able to see in the pictures that I've been sending him. The process, and as it all, it's getting put together. And again, no robots, no machinery that's doing it. It's all done by hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so because of that, though, well, the, the study was done, and, and uh, did it come back with research to say that uh, more people are unsatisfied with their new boats than, say, a new car? No. Here's what it. Here's the first finding is uh, depending on the type of marine brand. Okay, twenty to thirty percent of customers had a declining satisfaction score below 80% after dealer service. After dealer service. The boat uh, would go in for service. The boat could have been perfect. Or or let's say they had the boat for six months and maybe a bilge pump stopped working or a blower Mm -hmm. or navigation light, and they take it into the dealer for warranty service, or maybe it's a non-warranty issue. And based on their experience with the dealer... Their satisfaction with the boat brand dropped twenty to thirty percent. Hmm. That's a problem. That's not good. But that- I will tell you, you know, if you compare this to like airplanes, like general aviation aircraft, they have to have an annual overhaul. And it's after that overhaul when uh, airplanes have a tendency to have more issues. It's not going in for the annual. It's after the annual because, you know, the mechanic might have got in there, messed with some stuff, and ended up, you know, screwing something else up uh, inadvertently. Or they didn't complete the job quite as well as they should have or something like that. So, you know, that that's not that far-fetched if you look at it from that perspective. But, yes, I mean, the manufacturers have to be on the ball to make sure the customer is happy. Well, they should be happy after they get their warranty uh, service done, but right? The, but the manufacturers can only do so much. We we don't well, own we do don't want? own the dealerships. Well, but you would do the the maintenance, and that's who who they'd go to for the maintenance. You mean just a local boat shop would do the? Okay, you service? bought you bought a boat from ABC Boat Dealer, right? Okay, and six months later, you've got a warranty issue, and you have to take it back to ABC Boat Dealer, okay? Because they sell that band that brand boat. Right. Okay. And they're certified to... And they're going to take care of the issue. Right. And they'll be able to file a warranty claim if it's a warrantable item. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the study is, after those types of services have been done, 
they're not happy. 20 to 30% are not now happy with the boat brand based on not the boat, but with the level or lack of service that they feel that they got from the dealer. Okay, well, and that's not the manufacturer's problem because the manufacturers don't control, don't own the individual dealerships. Well, that's true, but they they have to certify the local dealerships to be able to service the boats. They don't certify. They don't certify them. Well, they educate them, don't they? They. Yeah, I mean, so, I understand what you're saying. You're saying they don't police it. It's not their total responsibility, here, which I agree. But on the other side of the coin, it is up to the manufacturer to make sure that the service centers know what the heck they're doing. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Oh, we'll find out why. Oh, wait, no. We'll find out why he's wrong by saying I'm wrong next on The World of Boating. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. There's a port on a western bay and it's served. Hundred ships a day, long with sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. There's a girl in this harbor town, and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. The sailors say brandy. 
You're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Such a fine Yeah, your eyes still sail from the sea. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. All right, so Patrick made the mistake of actually trying to say I was wrong at the end of the last segment. It wasn't so, a mistake. Uh, and everyone knows if I you've it. listened to the World of Boating over the last, well, since we've done this for the, so many years, that I'm never wrong, even when I'm wrong. So I'll give you the opportunity to try to explain yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you, see, you, see, you sound strikingly familiar like somebody who... It's a genius and we'll just leave it at that. Okay, so the point is that uh, you're trying to make uh, make it sound like that it's the manufacturers are off the hook when it comes to maintenance, repair type things for the local shops. And what all I was saying is that that's not totally true. I, I put it in a percentage thing. I mean, the manufacturers do have a responsibility to make sure their service centers that they have said can work on their boats in a f- official capacity, need to be educated properly or have the tools to fix their boats well, whether that's documentation or like some kind of certified, you know, boat manufacturer, you know, service center kind of thing. Okay, here's right? here's what boat manufacturers, some, not all, some have done. Um, one in particular that I can, I can speak from experience on, hold dealer service schools right. on an annual basis. Okay. And that okay. makes sense. That's a and, good thing. And then all that information that is discussed, which now there's so much of it that that are videos and PowerPoint presentations are available for service techs via a QR code. Right. Okay. So they could be out working on a boat and they have they could have that information stored on their phone. Okay. And True. and find that. Yep. There's also uh manufacturers that are moving towards creating searchable knowledge bases for dealers Mm -hmm. where all of these little uh tips and tricks and things like that like i've got my own database of information that based on 34 years of working for this company Mm -hmm. that i've retained I've made note of because I was and still am a fastidious note taker. Um, document documented all of these things where this was located, how that was located. I mean, somebody calls up and says, uh, "Well, what size wax packing went into the, uh, the you know the, the the rudder stuffing box? You know, on a thirty eight eighty. It's like it's quarter inch wax, right? Of course, yeah. Any, everybody I mean, knows but that. It, you know, the winding and oh, how do you do it? And it's like, okay, this is how you do it. You know, I." We don't, we've never, now I've done it, mm-hmm. but in manufacturing, there would be no need to do it, right. you know, to, to redo wax packings in a, in a stuffing box, uh-huh. but I've done them. Right. Okay. So making that information available to dealers and their service techs, and some of that will be searchable to the general public as well, mm-hmm. um, will help in that. But what happens is turnover rate we know that this has been a challenge in the industry for the last five six years or so is keeping the good qualified service technicians and reducing that turnover at the dealer level plus bringing in new people into that particular part of the industry has been a challenge i'm sure so when you have a high rate of turnover 
And let's say you get a, a customer who is of a certain age and he's more comfortable with, well, you know, Bob always comes out to my boat and, you know, takes care of my boat and I'm comfortable with Bob. I can, he knows where the key is and I know everything's going to be done. Well, Bob's not working there anymore. You sent Jeremy and Jeremy left my boat a mess and didn't call me to follow up and didn't do that because Jeremy's 20 years younger and his mindset is not focused on that particular aspect of doing the job. It's focused on fixing the problem and moving on to the next boat and not so much on that customer interaction, which when we're dealing with customers that have spent a considerable amount of money on something that they don't need, um, they want that level of attention. And that's kind of what it comes down to. A large part of this is offset by communication, keeping the customer informed of product. Even if there's going to be a delay in getting the problem resolved, back-ordered part, or you've got, uh, sir, we've got, uh, you're, we're two weeks out on service. And that's a huge dissatisfier for boaters is my bilge pump's not working. I can't use my boat. I'm not going to take it out with my bilge pump not working because if it goes bad, if I can't, if I can start taking on water, I don't want my boat to sink. Well, sir, we're two weeks out on service. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear, they think it's like a car dealership and I can bring my car there in the morning and drop it off and get it done. Well, that's not always the case with car dealers now either or Try calling and getting a doctor's appointment. Well, here's you know? the problem. I, I totally hear what you're saying, uh, but but the the consumer, the guy who bought the boat, he doesn't care if it's the service center or the manufacturer. He just wants it fixed. But I can guarantee you, he is going to blame the manufacturer ultimately sure. for the problem. And that's so where the I get manufacturer. Those, and that's where I, I get those phone calls. Right. And that's where we we. So working. they got to come up with a solution with the service center. So, like I said, they're both to blame. I have a solution. I have a solution. I approve my uh, case. You are welcome. But I'll have to tell it to you How another. You. I'll tell it to you off air. No, you won't. Because I'm right, as always, and we have to leave it at that. We're going to continue this later. No, I don't think so. Yes, we are. No, don't challenge I'm me. in charge. How dare you? All right. Well, on that happy note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.